G'day. My name is Matt Grimwood, and this is our first home buyer's guide produced by Heritage Media. So there are a lot of confusing steps and common topics that are spoken about when you're buying your first home. Now, one of the topics that has most of the questions is around interest rates. What are they? How do they affect the property market? And how do they affect people when they're buying and selling houses? Joining me today is Darren Butcher from Wiseby Heritage Real Estate. Darren's an award-winning real estate agent and the best person I could think of to cover this topic with me. Darren. Thanks, thanks Matt. That's really thank nice. You, thank you for joining me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Always. So could you give us a bit of a background into where you started in real estate? Yeah, look, uh, it was uh, very, very early and I'll probably start that step before where I actually went to uni and uh, went to, from school to uni to do computer science and, and it just wasn't for me. Yep. I dropped out of that, got a job in Wideline doing windows and doors and realised that wasn't for me and then I, I knew that I was a salesperson. I knew that inside and so I went and got a job for Ruben F. Scarf and uh, wasn't long before, you know, I was headhunted by heaps of people every day um, to come and work for them. And uh, the one I selected was uh, real estate. Dad was right. a real estate agent for 20 odd years before I actually got into real estate. Wow. Um, and uh, it was something that was always in the back of my mind I could go to, but it was, I was young at the time. So I thought, well, I better have some time out and then come into it later. But uh, uh, the passion was there and I was good enough and I got asked. Um, so the place that he first started was a place that asked me um, to come and work for them. His office that he worked for was already full. Um, and uh, so I started uh, as a, computer, a competitor in Gorikin. He was over in Tukli and right. yeah, these things took off from there. So, And then we joined together in 1994, 1st of March, um, where we started Heritage Real Estate Group. Right. It wasn't long before we grew and mum come and joined us and then it wasn't long before that and other people come and joined us and now Wisebury Heritage is a franchise of Heritage uh, and uh, well, it's Wisebury's a, a franchise and we're a Heritage yep. and put them two together and we've got what we've got. That's awesome. Yeah. Today's topic is all about the different kinds of property markets that can be that we can be in. Yep. Um, so, could you give us a rundown on what the different kinds of property markets are? Yeah. Yeah. Look, there's two specifically. One's a buyer's market, and one's a seller's market. Yep. So, to give you a guide on a, a seller's market, we come out of that around about you know three to six months ago, mm -hmm. and that's where there's more properties on the market. Um, that are sellers, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, that are buyers than there are sellers. So if you've got one property on the market and there's 10 buyers that are out there, yep. um, that's going to force competition and prices are going to go up. And that's what was happening consistently. Yep. And buyers were outbidding each other and that was because there was only one there and they wanted to have that one. Mm -hmm. So that actually raises prices. Now the buyer's market, which we see ourselves in now, is the opposite where there's more properties on the market than there is that buyers that are out there. Right. And what actually happens is when there's, one property on the market, but but uh, sorry, there's five properties on the market and one buyer, mm. then you're going to find that yep. it's not long before prices start to trickle back mm. whether the owners of the properties actually start competing to get that one buyer. Right. And so that's where we're at at the moment. It's a great time to be a buyer. Yep. So as a first-time buyer, your ideal market to buy in would be a buyer's market. If you could, yeah. 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 Look, you don't always get a, a say. And I suppose it comes, and some people are unlucky because the ups, uptrends are at that time of life where they're somewhere between, you know, 18 and 25, where they're going to buy their first home, mm -hmm. potentially. Mm -hmm. Some people are older than that, so please don't think I'm stereotyping there, but that's, yep. you know, where you get a, a larger group. Um, and then uh, you'll also have the the uh, the market up then. So they're buying sort of at a peak of a market where there's another group that actually might be, say, the same age group or 18 to 30 or 18 to 40 or whatever the case may be that actually are buying it and it's in a down market. Mm -hmm. And so it just happens to be the time they're right to ready to buy and stuff. Um, and that's where we are now. So some people are a little bit luckier because of the age demographic or when they're born. Yep. But uh, I can say to you, if you're now, mm -hmm. you're pretty lucky. Yeah, nice. Is, is there certain things that determine a change from a buyer's to a seller's market or a seller's to a buyer's market? Is it? 
the yeah. amount of properties on or yep yep but look it, it is the amount of properties on but it, that is actually adjusted and it's a confidence thing yeah so the market actually looks at itself and it goes okay well it's a great time to buy or it's a great time to sell and mm-hmm. so that they get more confident with that because of that reason at the moment inflation is really high and so it's actually interesting um, what that means is the cost of lettuce might be more, the cost of petrol might be more, the cost of a beer at the pub might be more, right. um, uh, and everything's costing more. And uh, unfortunately, what actually happens when that happens is that the Reserve Bank has to get control of that because if it goes too high, then wages have to go up higher. And if mm. wages go up higher, that's just forcing that whole issue there. So they get to a point where they go, they have to adjust it. And the way mm. they adjust it is through interest rates. Right. And so I know today's topic is on interest rates. Yeah. And, and so that's how um, it's dealt with through inflation. Right. So we just spoke about interest rates. What Could you give us a rundown of what interest rates are? Um, well, interest rates, uh, there's a cash, res- uh, a cash uh, rate, yep. which is done by the Reserve Bank. And the cash rate is actually a margin that they say that it is going to cost to lend, lend money out. And so the banks put their margin on top of it. Mm-hmm. So the ba- margin of a bank might be, say, 2%, for example, yep. and the cash rate could be 1%. Yep. And so that would make 3% out in the marketplace. So when you hear there's a 3% interest rate, that's because there's a cash rate and then there's that market rate on top of it. So Right. Yep. So how does that affect the property market? So when you if you're buying a home, you're... Your interest rate yes. is added on top of what you want to buy. So if you want to buy a five hundred thousand dollar home, yep, it's you got to pay that five hundred thousand dollar back plus a three percent. Yep, if you get a fixed interest. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's two different interest rates. So so there's principal and interest and interest only. Yep. So not to confuse things, as an investor, you'd probably do an interest only. As a first home buyer, you'd only be probably offered from the bank's principal and interest. Right. So what that means is that they're going to give you the money that you need to buy the home. Hypothetically, let's say it's a million dollars. Oh, no, it's probably not, but let's mm-hmm. say it's a million dollars. And they give it to you and they say your principal and interest might be 3.5%. Now, at 3.5%, it means that you pay $35,000 in interest, but they'd also want you to pay some of your principal off. So you're at the end of the loan, you don't end up with a million dollars after 30 years. Yep. So uh, so what they do is they then have a trickle back of what that would cost and they add that on top of it. Yep. And then they divide it by 12 and that's how they give you the interest rate. Right, interesting. So... You see on, on the news and in the papers and all that sort of stuff, they always talk about the rise and fall of the interest rates. Who sets that? How does that, what's determined okay. for those rises? So the Reserve Bank sets it um, and uh, they're the ones that have the cash rate. Um, they're the ones that set that margin. But the actual uh, where the interest rates are is set by the banks. Right. The banks have a regulator, which is called APRA, which says you can't put too much margin on something. You can't be unfair to the people and all the rest of it. Yep. So they've got a margin definition mm-hmm. and they work with that. So, it, you know, roughly it could be anywhere from 1.75 to 2.5% as a margin for some people. And yep. it could be much higher for others, um, second tier and third tier lendings and things like that, which is another day. Yeah. Um, but the truth is at the end of the day, the person who sets it is the bank based off what they want to put their margin on top of the cash rate. Right. So um, interest rate rises and falls in relation to buying your first home. How can that affect you? Okay. So what you'll probably have to do is if you're buying a property at the moment, you'd have to budget for 6 to 8%. It'd be where the interest rates go. Can you afford to pay it if that's the case? Yep. Now, it doesn't mean that's what you've got to pay. You can lock into a rate and things like that, which you can discuss with your broker or mm-hmm. you know, your solicitor or whatever the case may be. But the, the truth is that uh, you know if you allow for that, you've got a buffer 
Mm-hmm. So if the rates do go up there, you're comfortable. And what I would say to people is that, uh, you know, you're probably borrowing around the 35 4% mark, although on Tuesday they're looking to probably do another half a percent potentially. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, just be mindful that it could go up and make sure you've got a little bit of a, a buffer to the side of it. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So uh, do you have any advice for someone who is looking to get into the property market or looking to buy their first home? Yeah, I always say buy when you can because, look, Interest rates will go up further. Mm-hmm. Prices of properties could come down further. But the problem is if you actually jump into the marketplace too late, mm-hmm. you might find that you're actually on the swing of the opposite direction. So when you get to the banks and you ask for a loan, they might ask you for different details. It could be bank account statements. They, you know, There's lots of different things that you're spending, why you're spending it here, what's actually going on. And they might ask you to do a three or six month plan to wipe past debts or zip pays or whatever the case may be. Yep. If that's the case and you actually are at the bottom of the market when you're buying and you get asked to wait another six or 12 months, you are then going to be spending money where it's rising. Yep. Um, and the interest rates at the moment are competitively low. You mm-hmm. can do uh, lock-in so you can actually have a two-year, three-year, five-year fixed loan if, mm-hmm. you, if you want to, which means that you can lock the price in. It'll be a little bit more expensive than the current interest rate, but you can have that so you know exactly what you're paying for to one, two, three, four, five years. Yep. So that's something that that can be done. Um, but what I say to people is now, if the right property's there and you can afford it, it's probably a good time because at 4% um, interest rates, you might be able to afford a certain property, but at five, uh, at 6% interest rates, you mightn't be able to afford that same property. Mm. So whilst it's $50,000 cheaper, you might not be able to make the repayments of yeah, it. Yep. And so what it actually says is look at the market now and see. And if you can afford to get into the market, then do it. Yeah. You know, once you've got your foot in the door, whether it's small or big, it doesn't matter. You've got your foot in the real estate door. Yeah. So when you're trying to get into the market, um, in your experience with helping, I'm assuming a lot of first-time buyers Thousands. Yeah, get into it, um, what are some of the things that they should look at for when they're buying a first home? What are some of the, you know, contributing factors that you go, okay, yep. that's a good step in the door? Well, the first thing I'm going to say to you, which you're not going to listen about, but uh, the first thing I will say is that uh, don't get what your mum and dad's got. Right. Um, they've worked all their lives to get where they've got and you don't need to have something as palatial as that. And whilst everyone will ignore, um, because I understand how the thinking is these days, um, the best investments that you, the best things that I can see is that the smaller you start, the bigger you grow uh, mm-hmm. or the sooner you can grow. And the value in real estate is in the land, not actually in the property. Um, house prices will go up to build. Um, but very small amounts. At the moment, it's probably 30% the largest I've seen. Mm-hmm. They grow over a short space of time. Um, but the land is where the, the price really escalates. And so um, what I'd say to you is buy a nice block of land with a house that's going to be suitable. You might think that you want a 4-2-2 two, and two with a double lock garage and all the rest of it, but you might be able to get away with a two-bedroom home yep. um, and save yourself a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. That couple hundred thousand then can be something that you actually, you know, work on paying the house down, get mm-hmm. a bit of equity into it, and then look at buying a second one. Yep. So instead of you having one when the market changes, and every 10 years real estate generally doubles. Yep. I'm not saying it's the case all the time, and I can't give that financial advice, but what I can say is tradition, it seems to have done that. Mm-hmm. And so in 10 years' time, if it was worth double and you had two of them, mm-hmm. you've, you've doubled down. 
Yeah. And, uh, and that's where wealth created. So for me, um, you know, the, the best way I can explain it is those that actually had the old crappier cars and, and saved a lot early and, and all the rest of it seemed to be the people that actually at the end of the day had the most. Mm. Um, those who went and bought the palatial properties and all the rest of it seemed to be the ones that struggled the most. Yeah. So I'm going to say to you, you know, buy a little bit less than what your means are. Yep. Get something that's great. Um, but if you've got to do work to it or whatever the case may be because it's older, yep. then that's okay. Yep. You know, where you don't have to have what your parents have had. That's the best advice I can give you. Yeah. No no problem with taking baby steps into... Uh, look, it's, you know, you've got to crawl before you walk. And, yeah. and I think, um, you know, gone are the days where you used to buy a block of land, pay the land off, then you build a home. And, yep. you know, that those days have gone and it has changed. Mm. But I think gone are the days also where you actually dive in too big too deep mm. um, and uh, you know remembering too people only 12 18 months ago were paying two percent interest rates and now there's a possibility it could be six plus yeah that's three times the amount just got to be careful with that yeah. so whilst the people yesterday could have gone and bought a four two and two and be probably quite comfortable now because their market went and all the rest of stuff that's there you today are in a different playing field to them and you've got to think differently yeah absolutely so as the owner of Wisby Heritage, yep. I suppose the best thing is to ask how to contact the company. What's the best way to get in contact with you guys? Yeah, look, I've got some fantastic agents out there that will help you uh, and walk you through the process of what you need. Um, we've got buyer packs that you can come in, you can get a, a pack and it'll explain the process and how you do it. It talks about the podcasting as well, so you can listen to how what a first home buyer should listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can be contacted by coming to into a, either of our offices. We've got an office at uh, 35 Wallara Road, Gorican. And the phone number for that is 43933922. And they are, that's our Gorican office uh, called Heritage. And then Charmhaven, uh, Wisebury Charmhaven is 43920700. Really got that wrong. <laughs> so that's 43920700. And that's at, um, at 170 Pacific Highway at Charmhaven next to the Secret Cafe. Pop into either. They'll take you through step by step what you can do. And they can start to then say, okay, well, this is what you need to do next. Um, but uh, hopefully that can help you. Awesome. And uh, the other step to take is maybe go over to a broker or a, a bank and yep. ask them what they think that your borrowing capacity is yep. and how could you improve that? What is something that you could do to actually improve it? And they might say consolidate some personal loans, pay off some debts, yep. um, stop spending money, um, you know, through the tab or whatever yep. the case may be. You know, so yeah, good tips, little, little tips to get you a match fit. Yeah, awesome. Thank you very much for joining me on this, Darren. It's been very insightful and there's been a lot of great information in there. Thanks, Matt. Hope it helps someone. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, mate. Perfect. Thank you.